Welcome to Asset Management Group's private client-only podcast with Andrew Nida and Mo Param. We're back, Andrew Mo, August 21st to start the week. Mo, you doing all right? Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Took a little sore from uh from Saturday's golf match. Golf oh man. Tournament. Listen, I gotta give you guys a quick update. It's been a it's been an absolute pleasure putting on this tournament. It's been a lot of work, I'm not gonna lie. It's uh being over and and the director of kind of putting this thing together. But with that said, we had 32 teams, 128 golfers. And, you know, my first thought was like, oh, gosh, I hope this is not too slow. You know, the pace of play and the heat and the weather. But, uh, man, it really turned out good. It did. It really did. It it was fun. Uh, You know, shout out to Steve, Mitch, Tony for coming out. But, yeah, I mean, we had a great time. Family, uh, your family was there. Mm -hmm. The food was excellent. The course was excellent. The weather was amazing. It was, you know, for a very novice novice golfer for that to be my first time going to a tournament and participating in one you definitely put you put it out there i appreciate that yeah yeah Yeah. and i I truly mean it and you know with all the volunteers we had it was uh it was a special day and once again you know the, the goal there was just to uh work together to raise some support for our local community there at Adairsville, uh, obviously our kids are growing up through the system, elementary, middle, and high school. And so, yeah, for uh, some of the clients that came out and played and participated, man, just a super uh, big thanks to to everyone. And uh, it was a big success. So someone did say that one thing you maybe maybe think about for next next year is to have maybe some of the players come. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. That's a good idea. We, we did have the coach speak, and we had some of the coaches play but we need to we need to get the kids out there to volunteer. That's yeah. what we need to do. Someone yeah. said, someone's uh, brought that up as a, as a suggestion. We had a high school, uh, like four four players from the high school golf team was out there too. Oh, okay. So that was pretty cool. But yeah, you know, and this is the only second year we, this second year we've ever done it. So, right. and I'm not a huge golfer, but I will tell you, I've really enjoyed playing recently. So I'm like, I should get. You know, what we should do. We should really highly consider getting a membership here for the company and trading some of our clients to a. Uh, to an afternoon golf day. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. I like that. Yeah. There's Barnsley. There's Cartersville Country Club. Around here that are Around local here. that we could definitely uh, subscribe to, become members of. Yeah. Yeah. Any, hey, listen, we'll just throw it out there real quick. Any of you guys would love to go play around the golf? Now, listen, uh, full disclosure, if you're competitive, okay. <laughs> this is not for you. This is not for you, right? <laughs> if you want to go have a good time, chill, relax, laugh then uh, we got you squared away for a good evening of golf. <laughs> uh, you should let us know. That way we know if it's worth uh, our time, you know, to spend some money there and just to cater you guys too. I think it'd be a lot of fun. I think it'd be fun. Yeah. yeah. Take relationships beyond business, you know. Uh, with that said, though, good weekend. That pretty much consumed our weekend here. And here we are back on August 21st to another start of the week. And I do apologize for my voice. It's uh, a bit off. Just, you know, feel great. But one of those things, you know. It is what it is. Yeah. So, you ready? We're ready. We're ready for the bull bear market update. I like that. Last week, solid. How do you want to? You want to lead us off? Yeah, we could do it. Um, give you kind of a little bit of a highlight. Uh, you know, we, we continue seeing the sell-off that uh, that's presented to us in August. Uh, U.S. equity markets fell for the third consecutive week. Um, a huge number here that the S and P 500 broke its 50 day moving average yeah, and big. sank below 4,400. So that is, uh, that is a sign that we don't like to see. 
you know, there are some numbers out there that, you know, if it, the next number really is the 200 moving day average. You know, if, if it falls below that number, then I think that's in the 42, 4,300 range. Mm-hmm. You know, if that happens, I think, I, I believe that we're entering really a, a, a bear market at that point, if it falls below the 200 moving day average. Mm-hmm. So um, keep our eyes on, on that number. And then also, you know, last week we saw uh, more fears from the Chinese economy, from the China economy, uh, as, you know, Evergrande, uh, a troubled property developer, declared Chapter 15 bankruptcy. So that only really fostered more concerns. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, that, that's you know, it's, that's huge. Yeah, I think it is. I think you're. It's pretty interesting, right? It's been an interesting year. Obviously, last year, 2022, pretty, pretty consecutive and consistent in regards to the sell-off of the overall market and most in, indices, S and P 500, Nasdaq, Russell, uh, Dow. But but you look at this year, we had a lot of momentum out of the gate. I think we as a firm together and collectively had constantly, you know, put out this um, almost a theme of respect, you know, right. We've seen good returns, but how warranted are they? Um, and it, and it, and it is very confusing as an investor. And we, and we understand that because, you know, when you look out at the economy right now, there's, there's still a lot of good news, right? You know, you look at strong consumer spending, record low unemployment, you know, and, and upward revisions to GDP and, and all that's great, you know, um, and none of that's changed from last week, even though we've seen, like you, to your point, consecutive weeks where the market, you know, has has fallen off. And I think the, the narrative is all is obviously the same throughout the year. Good news, but why are we seeing the markets fall? You know, at this point, and I think it's just you know, it's good news, but we know what the Fed's you know perspective is, and and obviously we're going to see a lot of that probably come to life this week. But I think, you know, investors are not liking the idea that they are continuing to push forward with this agenda uh, of increasing rates. And, you know, I, I, that's the, that's the story we're in. That's where good news could become, could become bad news. Right. Where the good, good news you just mentioned before, but the bad news is um, there's thoughts now that the feds, you know, all this good news is just going to continue with the Fed's march to con- to raise interest rates, yeah, and and that's a conundrum, right? Yeah. Good news is bad, bad news, news, and right. bad news is is fairly good news. But um, but you know, the Feds obviously are are pushing forward. There's a lot of things happening on the agenda this week. Um, I believe they have a symposium. Um, where's it? Do you remember uh, where that's going to be held at, Mo? I believe it's Thursday. Uh, don't remember exactly. Oh, I want to say Thursday. Oklahoma. No, Kansas, Kansas City. City. Kansas City. Kansas City. Yeah. Kansas City. Kansas City. And so there's going to be a lot of rhetoric and noise around that, but we'll see, obviously, at the end of this week, kind of figure out the details of where we're at, kind of their perspective and, and uh, you know, prepare more for Q3 and Q4. But but yeah, selling off is, has been happening. And so we'll keep, a, obviously, keep an eye on everything and, and keep, keep managing the way we believe it should be managed. And, you know, once again, the week-to-week news is nothing more than week-to-week news, yeah. right? Always, always, always as, as an investor and as a financial planner, it's more about how your money will work well for you through a season like this before a long-term goal. And you can never lose perspective of that. If you do, if you do, investing is not where you should be. Right. Yeah. We also have some earnings coming out this week. Uh, Salesforce, I believe it's later on today. And uh, I think all eyes really this week is on NVIDIA. Yeah. Right. Uh, they're, you know, some of the, the, you know, we, we, we've talked about it before. I know we've talked about it, you and I, Andrew. I don't know if we've, we've mentioned it on the podcast, but that gap between the S between the S and P five hundred uh, and the equal weighted S and P five hundred that gap has has 
uh, been something we've kept our eye on for a while. And, you know, one of the uh, money managers that uh, yeah, I spoke with the other day said that a lot of the march that we saw in, in the uh, beginning of the year was this craze for artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why tech stock growth stocks have really had the surge this year. But NVIDIA is really leading that charge. Mm-hmm. And so if NVIDIA's earnings this quarter doesn't hit, it doesn't hit target, it could send the idea of the, 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 the prospects of, well, is this AI just a fad or is it something that can really stay? Mm. And so NVIDIA's earnings report uh, that's later on this week is, I think a lot of eyes are going to be on. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. It's staying. I believe it's going nowhere. I believe it's staying. (laughs) Regardless of what NVIDIA reports, it's uh, maybe we haven't figured out how to use it. Right. You know, the right way to create more rev, to create more efficiency, to create more profitability. But it ain't going nowhere. Oh, no, I don't mean like the 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 technology of artificial intelligence, just the well, is the 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 rise that we saw in the market. Was that just the the fame, Oh the hype. The hype the to hype get around into artificial intelligence. Oh, interesting. Yeah. 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 Maybe so. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, you know, in technology in in general, guys, just just the the movement and the creation, the development of technology right now, and both, you know, our personal use and connection to technology as well as business use, it's incredible, right. incredible how quick and how fast. Which will, you know, we, we I don't want to beat a dead drum because this is now behind us, but this massive transition we just completed, going to our new trading system, new trading platform, it's all in response to the the necessity to stay up to speed with technology, uh, to make every part of what we do here more efficient for you to deliver a better service and a better value uh, in regards to all things asset management group, okay, relationship, communications, performance, management, you name it. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be an interesting week for sure. And uh, looking forward to, to having the weekend review and kind of see where we land. Um, with that said, we, we do have an interesting topic you know, we've been we've been working through this article from a from a, a well uh, seasoned uh, analyst who you know is very attuned to the industry, been in the industry, and basically takes a moment to write this blog and and, and basically looks back at their life, the decisions they made financially, and says, "Hey, this is what I've done, and I know all that I should have done." This is going to sound very scriptural. This is what I should have done, but this is what I did, and now I kind of look back and wish I would have done it differently. Right. Um, sounds familiar. We've all been there. I believe that's what Paul wrote that. Right. For all of us. Yeah. Because we've, we've all been there. Yeah. Um, but one of the topics that she she discusses is uh, financing a house and whether or not she made the right decision to pay her home off early. And so it is, a, I feel like it's very applicable to a lot of our clients. They're challenged with this and even more so challenged as interest rates rise, okay? And so first off, I want to set the tone by saying, I'm going to open it up to you, Mo. I want to set the tone first by saying this. If you're stuck between the decision, do I put more money toward paying the home off early or do I put more money in investments? Let's, with all due respect, say that they're both great quality choices, Yeah. right? So I don't think you're going to have like a, a super negative here. Okay. Should I take out a second mortgage against the house to build the pool? Well, that's, you know, that's different. That's different. Right. That's different. Um, so this is a, it's, it's an interesting conversation and you want to take the first stab at it? Yeah. I think one of the things that definitely, like you said, it, they're both good options. 
And they're both in some aspects an investment decision, right? Mm -hmm. Do I pay off the mortgage um, and essentially get a guaranteed rate of return? You know, if you have a 4% mortgage and you're paying it down, you're getting a guaranteed 4% return. But then when you look at what can my dollars do in the market, well, over time, especially if you're a growth investor, well, 4% you know, target is very attainable you know, yeah. consistently over time. Well, in today's market, it's cash. In today's market, it's cash, right? So even your safe dollars, money market account for four and three quarters, almost 5%, just, just late, say, sitting in cash, we can literally get that right now. So- I think one of the things that we look at is what are the, what's your interest rate? Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, if you look back at 2020, 2021, a lot of these mortgages were sitting well below 3%. Mm-hmm. So if you're asking me as your advisor, Hey, I've got a, you know, $350,000 mortgage, um, uh, balance with a two and a half percent interest rate. Should I be aggressively paying it off versus putting it in the market? I'd say, you know, there's a there's a lot of space and runway for us to outperform that two and a half percent, get you the returns that are very very solid, and then we can still achieve that goal of paying off our mortgage down the road, but not aggressively trying to pay it right now. Yeah, and I think I think that's one way of looking at it. Just, and I think that's probably the average investor. They're analyzing the difference between their loan rate and the available return. Right. Okay. And like you said, from a risk adjusted standpoint. The available return is what five, five and a half, six percent. Yeah. Without any risk, right now. Okay, we can get that in a fixed investment. You can just about get it in a high interest savings account, a money market, a CD. A CD. Um, so that is definitely one way to compare. Now, what I would say from a planning standpoint, I want to take a different angle at this question, and that is, um, first and foremost, ask yourself, what does a house being paid for do for you? Okay, um, because. It does a lot of good, but it could also not do so much good. And here's my point. A house paid for simply eliminates the ongoing liability that a loan creates. Correct? Yes. Okay, so if we have a loan, we know that we have to make a payment for that loan. We have to service that loan on a monthly basis. If the house is paid off, and we're talking primary residence right now, if your home is paid for, then all it did is eliminate that cash flow pull. Okay, which is important, probably more so to the individual that's retired. Right. Right. So so I I personally feel that this is a big season of life question. You know, if you're getting close to retirement, your goal is how do I create cash flow? Okay, how do I maximize cash flow for myself consistently for the rest of my life if I'm not going to wake up every day and go trade my time and energy for it? And if that's the case, if I'm focused on cash flow, and I'm going to give it kind of, I didn't, I can't match the numbers perfectly, but if I have a $250,000 mortgage, meaning that I could cut a check for 250 grand and pay this mortgage off, or I could continue to pay $2,000 a month, okay, $24,000 a year, then I know that that $250,000 check will eliminate. $25,000, $24,000 a year of ongoing liability payments, right? Okay. Okay. So my question is, is as an investor, could you take $250,000 and be confident to recreate $24,000 of income that's going to be necessary to pay the debt of the $250,000 loan? And when you look at it from that perspective, 
to me, there are certain cases where in spite of having a really good rate, it might work best because of a season of life scenario where you say to yourself, I'm just going to pay it off. And now I can live off $22,000 less of income because I don't have this liability. And so me and Mo kind of, you know, we chose to approach it differently because it's a, it's a plan. It's a planning question, right? It's I mean, a planning question. It's a planning question. And then, yeah, I mean, that, that's a great way of looking at it that way. You know, the, the, we talk about all the time, cash flow is the name of the game in retirement. And so really depending on the season in life that you're in, uh, what does the piece, is, is there a peace of mind knowing that as you're entering retirement or you're in retirement, that your primary residence is all squared away, it's all taken care of, it's all paid off. That's where you're going to live. That's your forever home. You don't have to worry about it. That's, that's, that's a really good th- place to be. Cause it's a have good place to be emotionally. That's a good too. place to be emotionally. And it's also a good place to know that, you know, that drain, I say the drain, but that cash flow need has been eliminated. Mm-hmm. But then if you are in your late 30s, early 40s, you know, you ask yourself, are you able to, to you know, on a, and in a market-wise outperform, especially a low interest rate environment, that's our low interest mortgage, and really take advantage of the, the equity market that's in front of us? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a really good, it's a really good place to be. There's no, like I said, be, be said before, there's no right or wrong answer to it. It's a, it's a planning question. What's the best option for you and the season of life that you're in? And um, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's, you know, there's no wrong way of doing it. It's just what's the most optimal decision for you to make in the season of life that you're in. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, it, it's a major difference if we're talking about your primary residence versus your you know, your investment property. property. And, you know, to your point, for for the individuals out there that may be in their 30s or 40s, listen, you know, as a a financial planning firm, our goal is that you guys do create a well-rounded portfolio, right? Stocks, bonds, mutual funds, REITs, futures, options, right? We can take care of that. And that is a great way to invest. That's how we make a living. It's what we want you to do. It has the, the history behind it, the consistency behind it. But with that said, it doesn't mean you shouldn't consider real estate investing. It doesn't mean you could, shouldn't consider alternative investments. And when I look at a home paid for early in life, if that was what you chose to do, it is a good thing, right? But if you're 30 or 40 years old with a house paid for, the one downside is, is that's an illegal, uh, illegal, listen to me. <laughs> wow. Illiquid. Illiquid investment, right? And and I would say that, you know, we definitely believe we're living we're living in a season of life from an economic standpoint, where cash is king, having liquidity, having access, having the ability to implement and to deploy strategically uh, makes a ton of sense right now. Yeah. Okay. So, so that may be one reason why you may not want to pay it off sooner. Okay. And, and I think the last statement that I would say, throw in a little curveball here from an investment standpoint would be if you're an investor and we're looking, you're looking to purchase a rental property, um, your seasonal life really matters then. Yeah. Okay. De- especially if you're purchasing in this type of market. Uh, matter of fact, I closed on a property this morning before this podcast. And when I'm looking at the numbers for myself, if I was to take the same um, elements to the house I closed on this morning, and throw it on a story where someone is 60, 65 years old. It's much less attractive, mm-hmm. much less attractive. Okay. But you throw it on a mid 30, mid 40 year old, 
it makes a lot more sense. And so I, I think more so than anything, when I look at the statement that this analyst said, and I know we've hit it a few times in this, in this podcast, paying off your home early is a planning question. It is case dependent and it's about what you're trying to accomplish with your goals. Is it a legacy play? Is it a cash flow goal? Is it to diversify the portfolio? Um, what is it? And then we can figure out, okay, is it best to put the extra thousand a month, 2000 a month toward the house? I think, you know, we've gone, uh, I don't know how much time we've gone, uh, gone over, but I, but I would say you made a good point uh, just now and it, I don't want it to go over anyone's head. So really quick, can you explain? So you said the decision that you made right now to, to, to purchase the investment property for someone in their 30s, 40s, like you are right now, like we are, like I am, good decision or you know, highly a good decision, but someone in their 60s, probably not. Mm-hmm. Like why would you say that? Yeah. So, and this, this, there's actually a, a client of ours who's probably going to be listening to this podcast later that this was a recent question that they brought to the table from a property they were looking at. And the reason I'll give you, I'll give you my personal story though. This individual, this house that I just purchased, small home, hundred and, and I'm going to give you personal information. It was 147,000 is what I purchased it for way, obviously outside of the city of Atlanta, um, where you can still purchase a home for that type of price already has a renter. But when you look at houses and believe me, I've been looking at quite a bit, the, the reality is, is they're far and few to find a house where you can still put 20, 25%, 30% down and create a reasonable amount of positive cash flow immediately. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, they are, they're far and few. So then one has to ask the question, what is the purpose of my 20, 30% that I'm putting down? You know, so this house cost me, let's just say 150,000. We'll round it off. I put 25, 30% down on the property. You could do the math finance the rest. Okay. But my 25 or 30% that I put down is basically the purchase price of the home. The tenant now pays for the mortgage until it's paid off. The problem is, is we're looking at a 20 plus year mortgage. So for someone like myself who is looking to retire at 60, it's a positive cash flow producing asset. Of course, we'll pay it off sooner, but it's a positive cash flow producing asset at retirement. But you look at the same story for someone who is 60, mm-hmm. you're looking at 80 plus in age before that asset creates healthy positive cash flow or an ROI on that original investment. So for me, at that point, that individual has to be doing it more from an estate planning goal mm-hmm. than a current need. If that makes sense. Yeah, makes total sense. Makes total sense to me. I just wanted to make sure that we we explained it to to the audience because you know you said it very I don't say you said you said it very fast, but it was almost like, wait a minute, because I knew where you were going, mm-hmm. but for the listeners, I wanted to make sure that they understood why. Yeah. Because you know, you 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 alternative investing, we 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 read in the magazines, we see it on TV, you know, real estate, real estate, real estate. It's a great investment. Uh, but just like any investment. Is it the right investment for you? Mm-hmm. And so uh, as much as we believe in the markets, I believe in real estate investing as well. But again, it's, it may not be for everyone in the season of life that they're in. So I just wanted to make sure that we, that we didn't just skip over that. Yeah, no, good point. Good yeah. point. And so, you know, what we would end with this, we would say, hey, 
as a planning firm, we want you guys to feel comfortable to, to bring these types of scenarios and questions to us. That's what we're here it for. It was absolutely, uh, it's a ton of fun too, to get outside of the world of just stocks and bonds and and really think through a scenario for a client. And so I appreciate the one that brought us uh, this opportunity last week. And we didn't like, to obviously say, don't do it. We said, hey, let's really search this thing out. Let's run numbers. Let's run some case scenarios and say, hey, if we do this, what does the rest of your plan look like? Vice versa. And um, and make sure that it supports all that you're trying to accomplish, not just do it because it's a good deal. Right. And so uh, with that said, hopefully uh, it was a good, good, a good word to start out the week. Yeah. And uh, wait, you got anything else? Um, no, no. I, th- I think this is a good start. I like the new, I like the new format we're doing Mondays, Monday mornings. Um, just kind of, you know, recapping the weekend and giving us a, a good start for the week. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm looking forward for this week and, and for the, oh, you know what? We're going back to workshops this week. Oh yeah. So I'm excited for that. That is exciting. I am excited. Going to be visiting some clients over in Birmingham. So in Birmingham. That's right. Awesome. Yeah. Looking forward to it. So yeah. listen, you guys have a fabulous week. If you need anything, if you have any questions about anything that is relevant to your financial well-being, make sure you give us a shout. Have a blessed week. Investment advisory services offered through Asset Management Group, a registered investment advisor. Andrew Knight and Moise Param provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Asset Management Group. By contacting Asset Management Group, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.